Welcome back to Over Here. My name is Nick Finzer, and today we are chatting with a great drummer, arranger, composer, Dan Pugach. And Dan is releasing his very first album on Unit Records from Switzerland. And we are co-releasing that in the United States with Outside in Music. And I'm really excited that Dan was able to join us to chat about that new release that comes out this week on Friday. That's February the 2nd, 2018. And Dan was kind enough to share a little bit of background about how he got interested in writing for a nonet, how he ended up booking his nonet, how he ended up uh, learning all about arranging and composing as a drummer, and his journey from Israel to Boston to New York. So without further ado, I'm going to allow you to check in on our conversation with Dan Pugach. And if you prefer, this interview is also going to be posted up on YouTube uh, with some video. So if you prefer a video version, head on over to the Outside In Music video page on YouTube and you can check out this interview there and see Dan live and in person. So here's our conversation with Dan Pugach. All right, so I'm here today with Dan Pugach. His new record uh, is coming out in February. Which day again is it? February 1st. February 1st. All right. <laughs> and it's a kind of a co-release between Unit 7 Records and Unit, Europe. Unit Records. Unit Records. Unit 7. <laughs> Sam Jones, you know. So Unit Records and uh, Outside in Music is helping out with the U.S. side of things. And so, Dan, thanks for being here today. Thanks for coming over. Thanks for allowing me into your home. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about the record, first of all, and then we'll kind of go into some other things. So we're releasing my very first album. And it happens to be an onet. So this is Dan Pugach onet, and it it features uh, Nicole Zoraitis on vocals, who is a plus one. <laughs> she's my plus one, and she's also the record's plus one. So it's actually a nine-piece plus one plus Nicole, and it's coming out uh, sometime in February. Mm -hmm. I'm getting the CDs uh, sent to me this week, actually, from Europe. Oh yeah, and uh, I'm really excited. We have a lot of good guys. Pretty pretty steady band for the past couple of years. So how long have you had the band for? I started in 2010. 2010. And then uh, I did that for two years. I kind of stopped. And then I got back to it uh, two and a half years ago. So what inspired you to want to have a non-net in the first place? Um, I found out about it through Alan Ferber. Okay. And then through him, I, I started researching that that type of ensemble, like Lovano. Mm -hmm. John Lovano has one. Um, and then I just like that it's uh, compact. It's not a full big band. Right. And you still get all the colors, and you get one type of instrument of each. So like one trumpet, one trombone, one alto, one tenor, one, you know. So, uh, and, it's, and it's really challenging. So I found, I found that it's almost easier uh, to orchestrate and arrange for a full big band than to an onet. So I liked the challenge, and I started messing around with that, and I, I just uh, stuck to it, you know. So how did you get into writing this stuff? Like, as a drummer, not all drummers are, you know, drawn towards something that requires so much, you know, orchestration and harmony and all of that sort of thing. So how did you kind of find your way? Good question. I, uh, I actually went to school for jazz performers. Mm -hmm. Both my undergrad and, and master were, were in jazz performance. And uh, I wasn't really Where composing. Was I went to Berkeley and then City College. And then at City College, towards the end, I, uh, I found Mike Oliver, mm -hmm. who was a great composer and arranger and a piano player. 
and then he got me hip to writing for a five horn band mm-hmm. you know like a non-head with full rhythm section so I did one one attempt and we we realized I I may have potential in it mm-hmm. so I tried to do that and I recorded some songs and I started performing and uh, and then I I feel like I hit a wall where like because I didn't go to school for that I didn't really know what I was doing what my possibilities were as far as orchestration what's the right thing to do so I got books and I started uh, teaching myself from scratch actually so I got like basic voicings and all those uh, harmony and harmonizing techniques and how to write for a big band and so through studying the big band I managed to go back to the non-net and really do it I think better mm-hmm. and more fulfilling so which books was were you checking out I'm just curious myself yeah well it's funny because I, I took the bible which is inside the score inside right the score, yeah. but I, I couldn't understand anything I was like what is a drop two I don't know why does it matter what is this, like, yeah. wh- what is this? so I realized I have to go back and I studied uh, basic uh, I found Gary Lindsay's book mm-hmm. from University of Miami he has a jazz arranging uh, book I forgot maybe it or jazz arranging techniques something like that so I got into that I got the Berkeley modern voicings which is basically like this is forward close this is drop two this is spread this is fourths this mm-hmm. is you know upper structure triads and then I felt more comfortable analyzing scores okay and then checking out uh, actual big band books about the sections and the cross sections and coupling and doubling and how to write a shout chorus how to write a soli and backgrounds and all stuff and then I did some exercises and I was like okay let's try and I took one of my Nanette tunes, Broken Blues, that's, that's actually the first track on the, new, on the album, and I wrote it for a big band. And I, I called a reading, and that chart was the most, the busiest, <laughs> most <laughs> harmonized ever. From beginning to finish, it was like, I don't know, six minutes with modulations and a sax only and brass screaming, screaming, screaming everything harmonized and everything moving parallel like <laughs> you know it was just over the top so <laughs> and so you refined it from there and so or? then I learned you know I learned uh, Jim McNeely helped me I came oh, cool. over to his house and uh, he helped me to like to take, take stuff out mm-hmm. and I kept reading books like Inside the Score um, Mike Tomorrow has a book yeah um Linear, vo- linear voicing, I guess, by Dobbins. Yep. Oh, sure. Yeah. There's. Uh, that was my college Bible. Yeah. <laughs> he was my teacher. So. There's also I forgot what Mossman. Maybe Mossman. He has a book too, I think, right? Yeah, it's like a arranging for di- in the di- digital digital age or something like that. Yeah, a lot of good books from each. I took some. And, and so then, now I'm just I'm gonna get a little nitty gritty here because I think. Some people that are nerdy musicians like to know this stuff. So how do you write? Like, what's your process for writing a non-net chart? Do you computer? Do you, com- you know, piano? Do you, what do you do? I do I do drums, piano, and Sibelius. Okay. And I use a sketch form. Mm-hmm. I use a, cu- a couple of uh, double staffs for brass and wind. And then I explode. 
Okay. But I, I start from the piano. So do you write it by hand? I write it by hand many times, and then I'll transfer to the computer. Transfer to the computer. And many times I start on the drum, so I'll, I'll, I'll sing something or I'll have a, a specific vibe or a mood or a groove that I want to I wanna sit on. Mm-hmm. Um, like Brooker's Booth is a, is a New Orleans second line street beat kind of vibe, mm-hmm. and that's the tune. So I started from that, or like there's the one called Bellows Bellow, which is like a Brazilian vibe. So I was like, okay, I'll do Maracatu going into samba so that's that's where I live I, I start from grooves mm, and then I go to the piano and then I go to the computer gotcha and so you must have a lot of tunes now you started in 2010 kind of all the way through and I know you kind of have like a certain concept or different concepts in, in within the band for different types of gigs you've told me before yeah could you kind of describe those concepts and yeah um, I've been arranging different uh, standards and, and tunes that I love, like by Brecker or by Chikorea or like, you know, pop stuff and folk stuff uh, and my own original stuff and my, my wife's music. So the charts kind of depend on the gig. So I, I, I would tailor the, the band and the music to the venue. So when I play 55 bar, I can basically do whatever I want, but I want to have something that's a crowd pleaser so it's either groovy, bluesy, happy, up-tempo-y, um, not too esoteric and... Right, 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 you sure. know. But also I'll have stuff that features vocals mm-hmm. with lyrics so people can relate and they can, you know, dive into my world. And then after they get their lyrics and they're happy, that's when I hit them <laughs> with, like, all those weird voicings that I love, you know. <laughs> yeah. So... That's basically the the game. Uh, if I play Rockwood Music Hall, people are expecting shorter songs, so I would give them more songs but shorter. Yeah. Shorter solos, maybe my less uh, jazz, like jazz jazz, like modern jazz, like with swing or like odd meters and like floating stuff. I'll give them something that's more clear, like a clear groove that I can that I can feel the beat. Uh, I'll arrange songs by guest artists like either Nicole or other vocalists that I love in the city. Mm-hmm. I'll throw in a Stevie Wonder tune. I'll throw in a Justin Timberlake tune. But I'll still make it sophisticated and fun for me. So so I don't feel like I'm compromising. Right. You know. And uh, I, feel, I feel like it worked. Yeah. It seems like it's going well. Yeah. I bring woodwinds. I bring flutes. All that. You know, like mutes. I play around <laughs> with the orchestration. So the brass players hate you. Exactly. <laughs> so you've been leading that band since 2010, but how long have you been in the city for? Since 2008. 2008. And you came from? Israel. From Israel. I grew up in Israel. You grew up in Israel. In Tel Aviv or somewhere else? Close to Tel Aviv, in Close. a city called Ranana. It's like a small suburb. Mm-hmm. And so how did you get into playing jazz, or playing drums first and then into playing jazz? I just picked up drums because they were in the house. My, my older brother had a kit. And then I actually didn't want to become a musician or a, or an artist or any of that. I just wanted to play drums, mm-hmm. and so that that was not going to happen because my parents were like, "Dude, you, if we buy you a kit, you're going to take lessons." So I started taking lessons, and I got better and better and better. I was a rock drummer, and then at some point, my teachers were like, "Yeah, I think that's it. You know, like you're on your own." So my dad found this. Uh, Jazz Goro, 
Okay. Aurel Kaminsky, and then he took me, and then he was like, the first lesson he told me to get uh, Miles Davis, anything by Miles and anything by Charlie Parker. And so my dad got me CDs, and I checked it out. And I was like, wow, I don't understand what's going on. Like, and so that challenge drew me in, mm-hmm. and I became fascinated with jazz. And then since then, I went to a high school music program, mm-hmm. and then I got into the Army band, like the Air Force band. And during that time, I went to the Ramon Jazz School, and then from there, I transferred to, to Berkeley. Okay. And, uh, and that's how I got here. The rest is history. <laughs> so you came over to 2008. So it's like almost been 10 years yeah. in the States. Yeah. You want to go back to Israel or you're going to stay here? I like it here. <laughs> um, I like Israel too, but yeah. uh, I like the opportunities here and the big scene. So what's the plan? That, that record's coming out and I know you're trying to you know, sort out some performances and stuff. So what's the plan for the non-net going forward? Yeah, we're trying to book a release tour and shows in in the states and also with the help of the label that's based in switzerland we're trying to get some shows there mm-hmm. and while we're there we might like reach out to other friends to maybe hook up something in in spain or or germany mm-hmm. and we already have ideas i already am planning on the next record oh yeah okay so we'll tour with this and then record the next one and then you know always have something we're moving, working on yeah. yeah and so what else are you up to besides playing with your non-net I know you do everything basically so I work uh, just as a freelance drummer I play a lot of uh, different styles and I think that also helped me be more clear about what I, what groove I want to play and mm-hmm. how I play with with my band and with other people but yeah I do like you know from from Jewish music to to pop to folk Jazz, obviously. You're always always on the scene, making things happen. <laughs> so a lot of the people that you know watch our channel are a lot of musicians, and so I like to ask the question. Um, so going through this process from beginning, starting the band to uh, putting the record out, we're almost there. What were some of the biggest challenges that you had to face, and how did you kind of deal with them? Oh, that's In terms of putting the record out or getting the band together. I guess the the hardest the hardest as a you can call it a, as an artist or producer is to is to wait to have other people work with you and have to wait for other people to do their job like the label is great but they're on their schedule mm-hmm. and then you have publicists and you have a graphic designer and you have a press release guy and you have venues that you're waiting for uh, for them to get back to and all that it just takes a lot of time so if anything i learned is to be patient mm-hmm. and to and to not stop like to just keep keep working on my stuff keep practicing keep checking out music and uh and keep shooting emails and keep reaching to better and better goals yeah Awesome. That's all I can say. No, that's great. Uh, would you be okay with us sharing one of the tracks? I would say Coming Here is uh, one of my favorite pieces. It's okay. an original. It starts in 7-4. It goes to 6-4. It goes to, yeah, I guess it's in 7. Most of the time it's in 7. It's a good dance on 7. 
Okay, <laughs> awesome. It cool. features the, the, the trombones. There's a, there's a part that's called bass bone madness. Oh. And so it's the bass trombone playing this figure with the bass and the piano behind a, the tenor solo. Mm. And then the other horns come in with like little figures and then the alto and the trumpet are playing more figures and it's like layered out until it explodes. So nice. You know, and I realized that we forgot is that you haven't introduced us to all the members of your non-at yet. Right. So on the record, we have uh, Tamir Schmerling on bass. Mm -hmm. We have Carmen Staff and Jorn Swart on piano. We have Andrew Gutowskas on baritone sax and bass clarinet. We have Jeremy Powell on tenor sax and clarinet. Mm -hmm. We have Andrew Gould on alto sax and flute. We have Jen Hinkle on bass trombone. We have Mike Fahey on tenor trombone. Then we have David Smith and Ingrid Jensen on trumpet and flugel. And we have Nicole Zoradis on, on vocals. And myself on uh, drums. We have one guest from Brazil who recorded it in Brazil. Oh, yeah? Whose name is uh, Bernardo Aguiar. He plays Pandero uh, okay. on, on one of the songs. On, on which one? On Bellows Bell. Awesome. Well, Dan, thanks so much for chatting a little bit today. Appreciate Thank you. <laughs> That was Dan Pugach talking about his brand new album coming out on February 2nd on the Swiss label Unit Records and distributed here in the United States by Outside In Music, the Dan Pugach Nanette Plus One, and that's his wife, Nicole Zoraitis, singing on a few of the tracks. And if you enjoyed this conversation, you're really going to enjoy what's coming up next, which is a preview of one of the tracks off of that record coming here and dan was talking about it a little bit earlier on in the interview so you're going to hear a little bit of a preview and then if you like to hear more go find it on spotify apple music order it from dan or order it on amazon so you can check out the whole thing so as always thanks for listening and we'll see you back here next week